What's up, everyone? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thanks for inviting me. How are you? You're doing good? Anything yeah, new in your I, life? It's it's very cold in New York, so I um I'm trying to warm up. <laughs> I well, I can't complain. I mean, it's kind of like 50 degrees in California. I'm sure it's a lot colder over there. Oh my God. No, it's literally going to be like 8 degrees tonight, so that's going to be Yikes. fun. <laughs> all right. So um, let's dive in. I love your work on Instagram. And first of all, you are like motivating me to be on Twitter more. I haven't been okay. in that realm yet. And your tweets are just literally supreme. Like, I don't think anybody can match them. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. That's very nice of you. <laughs> yeah, I tweet I just, way too much. No, I love it. Like, and I think I look up to you as somebody who just started, you know, three, uh, three years ago now. Um. So thank you for your contribution to the Bravo community. Of course. Um, <laughs> fun to do. You know, it's it's work and play at the same time, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Um I well, I want to know first kind of like what got you into the world of Bravo, just because I want to know, and I'm sure my listeners want to know as well. Um, and like what got you into the career path in general. Yeah, so um I've been watching Bravo. I feel like the first shows that I watched were like pre-housewives. So like Project Runway, Queer Eye. Mm. um kind of like I my family would just have that on so I I always sort of just knew Bravo and then when the Housewives premiered I watched like first season of Atlanta when it was on New York Jersey Beverly Hills um I, I was more I was a later adopter of OC um so anyway so long story short I was watching all those shows and then um I always knew that I wanted to work in media or some sort of pop culture realm like I didn't really know what that looked like for me because I, I feel like I mean you probably know like it's just like you can you can take that interest in so many different directions and I didn't really know what that meant for me but I just knew that I wanted to marry that interest with my profession at su- at some point in some capacity um and then long story short I just I got lucky and had an internship dur- two internships during college um at AOL and I after college I came back there in a full-time position working Tuesday to Saturday like doing general like random news stuff and I was just like but I was in the door and that's just all I cared about right um and then I slowly transitioned into an entertainment role where I was doing a lot of entertainment news writing and then some of my colleagues were doing interviews and I was like okay I need to get in on that um just general celebrity like not not reality or Bravo centric mm-hmm. um so I started doing that yeah, no, exactly. So then I started, I was like, I'll take whoever you guys don't want. Like if you guys have something else and you get pitched it and then you can't do it, I'll take that. If it's a random person who you've never heard of, like I will do that. I just wanted to get practice. And I it like, so I interviewed like a million people who I had never even heard of, but um, I cut my teeth doing that. And I think that that prepared me for when I started interviewing people who I actually did know and did care about and did have more of like a vested interest in. So um, I started doing that and then I I forget how my I forget what my first Bravo interview was, but I fell into, you know, I I must have gotten pitched a housewife or some a housewife or something eventually. And 
I just doubled down on that and I and kept reaching out to them and, be, and been like, you know, because they what they used to do is like when somebody was on real was going to be on Watch What Happens Live one night, they would fly them to New York and then they would do like a full media press day leading up to the taping at night. So like they would be bopping around New York City, you and know, making a se- se- seven or eight stops. Yeah. And eventually I became like one of those stops for a lot of them um, just for like online written articles. And then it slowly morphed into what I have now, which is a, a video interview series called We Should Talk, where I have one person on a week. It's not always a housewife. Um, I try to do like 75% Bravo, 25% someone um, else. Um, Kiki Palmer was a recent guest. And that like, was a amazing. That's a great. huge bucket list moment. Yeah, that was really honestly just like a dream come true. Um, but yeah, so I try to different. I try to change it up a little bit just because I, I, it, I think it's a challenge for me, honestly. Um, but I will never stop talking. I will never stop doing the housewives and and Bravo. So um, yeah, it just slowly morphed into what it is, and um, it's it's changed how I watch it. It's changed how I think about the shows, but I still enjoy them. It hasn't taken the, the enjoyment out of it. It just like changes my relationship to it. Right, and I think um, I mean I'm sure you know David Yontef. I've interviewed him before actually I think he was my first interview I ever did and he had like amazing an interesting, yeah he's he's so great and he had an interesting perspective because um he was saying something about how um because I had some questions I was going to ask you and you can totally answer them you can pass but um I've asked him questions and he's like well I don't like to get in between certain things and that reflecting back now I think I understand what he means because he interviews so many people he doesn't want to get into like certain different topics that maybe would affect, um, I don't want to say affect his career, but also just like put a bad image on him. And that mm-hmm. I totally get as a journalist. I'm sure you get that as well. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So what's an example of that? Like, a... so, um, well, something I was going to ask you a little bit later is because we're going into a tumultuous season again with Jersey, um, certain journalists will have opinions on, let's say Teresa and certain opinions will have to re- uh, opinions on Melissa. And so I was going to ask you if you have a certain side that you stay towards when you watch versus when you were to interview both of them, let's just say. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a fine line. Like, and I, mm-hmm. I, especially on Twitter, when I lie tweet and things like that, like I really try to keep it generally really pop, like very positive without being like too like, you know, puffy and, and whatever. Like I, I, I want to provide good insight and commentary without kind of making it kind of criticism from from kind of based on nothing or, or just just being shady, like for for the sake of negative. Yeah. And like, and I don't, (laughs) that can be a, like that can make for really fun content. Like a lot of people do that so well online and I'm just not one, I'm just not that person. And I'm, it's not, I'm not taking shots of that. Like, I think a lot of people are really great at that. And if I laugh at a lot of those posts, but just again, from my position, that's not what I want to do. And that's not what I'm best at. Um, so I, I, yeah, I definitely relate to that in terms of just like towing that line. I will say like, I feel like there are certain instances where I, when I think that somebody crosses a line or I think that there's sort of just like an objective wrong that's happening, I don't mind weighing in on that. So like Jen Shaw, I think I think Lisa Rinna was kind of like objectively wrong this past season. I was I would I was openly criticizing her. Erica the season before, like think like people like when when things like that happen, no problem. With Teresa, I sometimes think that that's the case, 
but I mm-hmm. also have a I also have a love for Teresa because of just what she represents and how iconic she is and kind of she was one of the like founding fathers of this fran- of the franchise and that right. can't be denied. I do tend to fall on the Melissa side of things just like inherently. That's just how I feel like I just naturally fall a lot of the time, but I can't I can see both sides to it, but I also know Melissa better. I've I've interviewed Melissa like probably six or seven times at this point and I have a really friendly relationship with her. So, and I, and I'm not afraid to acknowledge that. Like, I'm not, I'm not Barbara Walters over here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I'm, I'm part of my job is to have, I view it as just like having conversations with people. And I would love to have a conversation with Teresa and I would love to have a conversation with Melissa and I can check some of that opinion at the door, you know? And, and I, and I, I think that I do a pretty good job about that, but um, yeah, in, in terms of the Jersey stuff, I definitely, I'm, I'm, I can admit that I fall more on the Melissa side of things these days. Yeah. And I mean, see, that's okay. Like, but there's a lot of Bravo fans out there who will fall so heavily on the Teresa side. Yeah. Um, as, as, long as, you're not, as long as you're not like blindly, I think I, I just have an issue with the blind loyalty to people, blind you know, loyalty. like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that if you can't, if you clearly can't see the other side or you're saying something that's not really based in reality or not based in like an actual fact, then like, I actually don't really have an interest in engaging in that conversation. That's why like, when it comes to Jersey, I can't even like pay attention to like a lot of the stuff that's being said because it's dominated by so much of that, in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. I find it really hard to engage with. Right. And some of it is just like, I mean, cause I'll talk with friends or whatever. And they'll be like, well, did you hear that Teresa said this? And I'm like, yeah, I may I may have missed that or whatever. Like I there's certain things that just go right past my totally. head just because Same. we've been watching, yeah, for so many years and and things that she says just don't phase me anymore. And um but I, I have, you know, I met I met Melissa at BravoCon not being a super huge fan of her as a housewife and she was mm-hmm. like like such a lovely person. She's a lovely and, person, yeah. Yeah, and like she even, you know, cuz I was wearing, you know, this um you know, red jacket, everybody knows that, you know, that they can see it on my Instagram I was wearing this red jacket with a bunch of housewives faces on it. And, um, and one of the faces was Teresa. And so when I like had met um, Melissa, like she was like, Oh, look, you got Tree on there. And I was like, like, she was very friendly about it. And um, I think a lot of people would picture her to be super shady. But I mean, they're all people, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that, that I think that that's what, to me, one of the biggest positives about BravoCon is that, I think that, you know, for the rest of the year where most of us are interacting with these shows, with these people, with this whole community online. And it's so easy to, it's so easy to just sort of like subconsciously think about them as caricatures or just like characters on TV show. But then in person, like it just felt so much more, it's felt like honestly relentlessly positive. Like there was very few negative, you know, interactions I felt at BravoCon. And I thought that was like Mm -hmm. a huge reminder to people that like, it actually is a it should and can be and is a positive community to be a part of, but I think that there we need those reminders about, about being in person. And yeah, I think that I think that both Melissa and Teresa both can acknowledge like the role that they both play important roles in in Jersey and I think creating what it has become, which is to me just like an epic family drama. Like I think that that that's what set Jersey's that's what sets Jersey apart. Like it's 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 a family show. And, right. you know, I think a lot of the times the reaction is like, oh, we're going to the Melissa, Teresa, like rabbit hole again, like another season of that, blah, blah, blah. But like Jersey is not like the other franchises, in my opinion. In my opinion, it's 
we have to go down that road because that's a that's the road that we've been that we've been going down for a decade now and you know and it's so know. real too like yeah, what it's people so don't understand. it's so real yeah yeah i mean they're talking about it in media like it's you know like it's this big you know family epic but in reality this is just what families go through i mean mm -hmm. melissa and Teresa, like they hate each other for in certain situations. But I mean, you know, we all have moments with our families where I'm like, I can't of course. stand. Oh my God. Sarah it's so relatable. Yeah. yeah, it's so relatable. But obviously there's what makes theirs extra interesting is that there's the extra obviously layer of being on a show. And I think that right to me, like the last reunion was was so refreshing because they finally admitted that like they were putting up pretense for the sake of the show, for the sake of moving forward for the show and whatever. And they finally admitted that like they actually don't really like each other that much. And I think that that's, to me, that's what makes it interesting this coming season is like, they admitted that last reunion. So let's, how how does that impact things on the show? I'm really curious to see. Um, I think this season looks great. I think it does too. I mean, essentially the blinds are coming down now because we saw, you know, like you said at the reunion where, I mean, well, we had this whole thing about Melissa not being a bridesmaid and then that kind of right trickled into everything. But now we're kind of seeing, you know, the real because we're getting down to the real part of it. They they've gotten along for the sake of the show. I mean, but I I still remember that moment where Teresa came home from prison and had that that moment with Melissa and said, "I don't want to fight anymore." And 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 they haven't really fought up until this point, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, but while yeah, we're it's on the be topic, really interesting. And it, yeah. I was just going to say mm -hmm. while we were on the topic of BravoCon, we have to like unpack all of that because I want to know what you thought about. <laughs> everything that went down that weekend and the amount of time we have to um to have this chat how was your like, yeah how I, was your experience oh it was i had the best experience. I, like i was just on cloud nine like all weekend honestly it's it's i just find it i found it to be such a such an affirming experience like i all of us have invested so much time and energy into this universe and to show up to a place surrounded by thousands of people that feel the same way about bravo that that you do and you might have different favorites and you might disagree about you know you know the melissa and teresa of it all for example but like ultimately we all speak the same language we all have the same reference points we all are fanning out over dorit and garcelle and melissa and teresa and and giselle and karen like as if they are jennifer anderson and brad pitt and lady gaga like yes. like it's <laughs> like it's just it's just it's it's an experience that's really hard to put into words but it it kind of solidifies the fact that like it's worth it's worth it you know and it, and it's and it's mm -hmm. fun to be a part of and um i was just running around like a chicken with my head cut off honestly all weekend like i was you know i was on the floor you know going to the brahma bazaar and trying to see who was there i was going to different panels i um there was a red carpet um press area that I was going in and out of a lot um I moderated the family karma panel so I was kind of like doing it all and and it was I just had I had the best time what about you I mean it was amazing like I I was a little overwhelmed the first day I'll admit um especially after the whole yeah. Beverly Hills thing I I did get a seat I mean I was there by myself so I did get a seat um but I was kind of trying to take it all in <laughs> and the fact that I was in a new city I'd never been to New York before oh my gosh no way yeah. Okay. So that's was, a lot. That's a lot. To, that's a lot to to digest. <laughs> it was, and I'm not a big city person. Um, 
and I get a little anxious in crowds. Like I think the biggest crowd I've honestly ever been in is like a Disneyland or Disney World. So, it, and that was very similar in the sense that we're you know we're just all there. Yes. Um, but I had overall I had a great experience. I kind of learned very on, you know, where I needed to go and who I wanted to see. And um, I didn't I didn't go to your panel because I did I don't watch right. Family there... Karma. But um, I was so excited when I saw that you were going to be there. But oh, thank I, you. You know, didn't get a chance to meet you. But next year or this All year, good. I guess now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was great. I, I just um, the the whole experience of being around all these people. Like I said, they're you know we see them as characters, right? And then now they're people. And um, and a lot of my opinions had changed of a certain people that I met. Um, and you probably met a lot more people just from the realm of interviewing and and doing all that. So I'm, I'm curious to know kind of like who was your, your like favorite person that you had met that weekend or that you hadn't met before. Um, yeah. So it's, it's interesting because it's like, I used to do all this stuff in person and now it's all, it's still all on zoom, which Virtual. I actually, I actually don't mind it and it makes it easier to book people. But um, there's been, there have been so many people that over the past, I mean, between the first BravoCon and the second BravoCon, essentially, I'd interviewed virtually and not met in person, sometimes multiple times over Zoom. Um, so it was a lot of like putting faces to names in person and and kind of doing that double take of like, oh, we've talked on like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, the, I mean, the most special one for me was uh, the week, literally the week before I'd interviewed Garcelle over Zoom. And we, I had done one the year before, um, but she she was walking the red carpet I was just really excited to just like say hi to her and be like, oh my God, we talked like five days ago and she just followed me on Twitter. And it was just like, I, I, I wanted to sort of like close that loop. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. wanted to like solidify that. Um, and she was, she was being pulled off the carpet early because she had another panel to go to. And while they were waiting for her golf cart, because so they all had golf carts that they were riding around on behind oh, the backstage. scenes. backstage. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So she was waiting for her golf cart to show up. And I was just like, okay, this is my, she was just standing there with her publicist or someone. I was like, okay, this is my chance. Like, I I just need I just need to go up. So I went up to her and she's like, oh my gosh, like so glad you said hi, blah, 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 blah. She was just like exactly who I wanted her to be, you know? And and she was so gorgeous, so friendly. So we talked for a couple of minutes and that was just like a, again a very affirming interaction. Um it was really fun to see like a lot of the Miami women who I I had I had binged Miami for the first time before season four came out. And so I hadn't really like been engaged. I hadn't really engaged with any of them just even by watching them um, until I guess, 2021. So um, that was fun. Cause they're sort of, they're just sort of like new favorites of mine, even though they've been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it, it's just, the, the list goes on. I don't know. Like it's just, it was, a, again, it was a lot of just people who I talked to who I just, got to say hi to in person for the first time actually the, the one other one that i loved was i was at the brava bazaar and marlo hampton had a had a one of the booths and her her people were like oh she's coming in 20 minutes so my brother and i we, we just like waited around like in one of those little lines it ended up being like a lot longer than 20 minutes to be honest but like i love marlo so much and we bought one of her t-shirts and um <laughs> she, when she finally came out from behind behind the scenes and like entered the the public part of it. it again like she was swarmed by people she was like loving it like the cameras were in her face people were swarming her for selfies and I just like loved seeing so many people appreciate somebody like Marlo who like I mean her her trajectory has been so incredible and like 
this is sort of like her crowning year of finally having the peach. And, you know, she's at BravoCon and there's like literally 200 people like running to see her. And then we she's like, like the underdog basically. And she was so that. grateful for it too, you know? And I think, I think mm-hmm. that was another thing. Like they, a lot of these Bravo celebrities, they get so much hate online. I think that for a lot of them, it overshadows their experience sometimes. And for them to be in a place where people paid hundreds of, hundreds of dollars to be there, they're so ex- all these people are so excited to meet them. They are so grateful for it. Like a lot, the I'd say there's a couple people who are not, but I would say most of them were like so, just like, just warm and and they, and they they felt affirmed by it all, you know. And I right. thought that that was a really special thing to see. And just while you said that, I I want to kind of know what you thought about the whole because I think our views were similar just based off of what you said with Rinna. Um, I you know I respect her journey as a housewife. I felt mm-hmm. like she's done great um, in bringing and keeping the show going. Um, but I just don't think that she had a great year last year. And, you know, I personally thought that not having her at BravoCon probably would have been a little bit of a smarter move. But then they ended up putting her in last minute. So I kind of wanted to know what you thought about what had happened there. Because I tr- I tried to explain it to people because for the people that weren't at BravoCon. But it was mm-hmm. almost like the energy in that room of the Beverly Hills panel was just not good when she came out. And it was like, even if the boos weren't really heard on video, I felt the boos. Oh yeah, they were there, the room. please. So like the, the, it was, they were boos. They were so yeah. many boos. And then, the, and then people reacted to those boos who felt bad about the boos by cheering. And so I think the cheering, once people started recording, mm-hmm. sort of that, that drowned out some of the boos, but there were a lot of boos that were happening. And also the cheering was instigated by people, the other women on stage being like, no, don't boo, like cheer. The booing was a lot, obviously. Like that, it's I don't I don't know if anybody should be subjected to that to that treatment. Like it was pretty brutal. She handled mm-hmm. it honestly pretty well. But um, also, I'm kind of like, what did she expect? Like she, over the past couple of seasons, to me, Rina has kind of cro- crossed the line into punching down and to sort of. It just it the the, the the it shifted for me with her with the especially I think it was the Denise season that really kind of solidified the, the shift for me where like why did she care so much that Denise had was lying about hooking up with Brandy because mm-hmm. to me it was so clear that she was lying to protect her family and make sure that like nothing threatened the custody as because there was a custody thing going on at the time and that just like felt really icky to me even though it obviously made for good TV and she's she's always made for good for, for good TV. Um, so and and I think that she went to BravoCon to try to save her job. I think that she mm-hmm. saw the writing on the wall. She wasn't going to come the week before. She was added the week before. Like that was a very last minute thing. She mm-hmm. and she was always invited to come. So she made it work because she. I think it was a last ditch effort to try to come back for next season. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that she quit the show on her own accord. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. I think that if you if you're trying to tell me that Lisa Rinna actively chose to step away from Beverly Hills Housewives, I just don't believe that. Um, I think it was her time. Like, again, she, like you said, she has given so much to the show. She is created for such good TV. She goes there when nobody else will go there. Right. But I think that it's also, let, let's free, let's free up some of the dynamic on Beverly Hills. Let's see. I believe the other women can step up and, and, and be just as, you know, instigate just as much drama. I mean, Sutton drove the entire Erica Jane train for 
a season and a half with with Garcelle too. But Sutton really drove mm-hmm. that train. And, and people Rina don't and give that, those people enough. No, they don't give them enough credit. No, I mean Rena did that interview in Interview Mag where she was like Garcelle and, and Sutton, like you know, don't really need to step up to the plate and do their job. And I'm like, okay, but oh, Sutton, please. they've been do, they've been doing their job for the past two seasons at least. Yeah. So that I think it's. It's overblown. I think the the kind of anxiety of like, how will there be drama without Lisa Rinna? Like, we'll we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and also, I, well, yeah, I agree. And the social media for me, I had noticed gotten progressively worse. As it, I feel like it gotten after the whole Denise thing, it got progressively worse for Rinna with the social media. Yes. And then I just mm-hmm. noticed while they were filming, it was all this stuff. And then while the show was airing, and I'm like, why? Like, what is going on that? And and I was, you know, I was one of the ones who gotten blocked by her. Um, and I, I'd never had a bad interaction really? with her. Yeah, and I why actually, did you get blocked? I, I don't know because I've never posted anything bad about her. Um, I'd actually had some mm. great conversations with her over DM. Like we had like some great things. Like I would be like, Hey, you know, like hope you and Harry are doing well. Like, and she would always respond and she was always very gracious. And um mm-hmm. I I honestly don't know. Um, I think I was just grouped into the group of people um, that, you know, like she went through all of her DM lists right. and just blocked everybody. Um, right. So I, I'm assuming I was just grouped into that because I, I don't hold myself to be that important that she would go through and be like, I'm going to block AJ who has, you know, X amount of followers and whatever. Well, um, well she she clear, she clearly thought it was you were important. So I think that's honestly badge that's, of honor. Right? Kind of validating. I mean, there we go. Yeah. You know? I'm under her skin in some capacity. I apparently I did. And I, you know, like I had always, uh, I kept my content very neutral. And then actually after that is when I realized, you know what, I think I'm going to start posting content that really reflects how I feel in a non, you know, like tear down fire, this housewife mm-hmm. type of way. So that's what I've yeah. started doing since that. I, I took that as a Great. lesson. I was like, look, these are humans just like us. And it's totally fine if I want to share my opinion and I shouldn't be judged for that. Yeah, so, I, I um, agree. They, they know that they know that that's part of the game They're, they right. know that like to a certain extent like being criticized for what they say and do or you know you might like another their their adversary better than them like that's that's part of the game and they know that i think it's just when it when it when it feels like there, there there's a different there's different certain, some people just deliver that with such a different vibe and i don't think you do that but i think right. that you know that she she and rinna as out of anybody knows it knows that and she can take a lot of it so you know, she can. Do you. I don't know if. So, have you ever interviewed Rena? Or I've never interviewed Rena, and because I, the Beverly Hills women are made a little bit less available to do just like kind of average interviews. Like right. they'll do they'll do some of the bigger ones, like with Bryce at ET, and they'll do people things and things like that. But they don't. The other franchises are like a little bit more are made a little bit more available for sort of the rest of the outlets, honestly. Right. Um, and I, I think that's just because I think Beverly Hills is like a different kind of machine. Um, so no, I've never interviewed Rena. Um, she came down the carpet at Red at BravoCon, and I just kind of like, I just didn't really want to go down that road. So I just like stepped I back. <laughs> I feel like I she looks. Back. Well, yeah, I feel like she. Um, after that whole thing that happened, because it wasn't just me who got blocked. I know it was many people. And after that whole thing happened, I kind of looked at her differently in the way that, like, you know even if you're getting negative press, like all of these people at the end of the day, they're following you because they, they want to see what you're doing. They're fans of Mm -hmm. you. And so Mm -hmm. when I, when I saw that she had blocked everybody, I kind of 
it was kind of one of those moments where like you get turned away like a picture or an autograph from like somebody that you really like um mm -hmm. and you kind of like get that ick in your your head of like right. that person that's kind of how I felt after I was like I just don't like people who hold themselves like that you know and I felt yeah I get that not just yeah. for me but for other people like for example like for Christian Gray Snow like I love him I've had conversation with him about Rinna he's and great. he's he's great and like when you know I I, I look at people like that and like, they're not here to like tear other housewives down. They're just providing good content on social media. So, yeah, totally. And also I, I, I know of some other people um, that got blocked by hers or in whatever that spree, whenever that happened. Mm -hmm. And some of them, like, I'm not going to name names, but some of them, mm -hmm. I know that she had like, she had been like, they, probably she had been DMing them over the years. Like, yeah, like tea. Some, yeah, some tea. Exactly. And I think, when you when you block somebody on Instagram, the DMs delete. Like I don't think you can see those DMs anymore. So mm. I think that I kind of think my theory is that that was part of it as well. That she I don't think that she wanted to be caught, you know, with uh, corresponding with a lot of you know fan accounts and and podcasts and things like that. Is it doesn't true. make her look good? That's yeah, I think. I'm sure. I'm sure it was probably advised by some of her. PR team or something to like, hey, if you have anything out there that like you have sent to blogs and stuff, mm -hmm. del like delete them now or block them off your page now. I'm sure it was like a smart move in that way. I just felt kind of icked about it. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's switch gears real quick. Uh, okay. <laughs> I want your thoughts on the last season of Salt Lake City because um, mm. lots of people <laughs> thought, you know, horrible season, fire all the <laughs> ladies. Lots of people thought it was really interesting and I have mixed feelings about it, but I want to know your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I def It definitely is like one of the seasons in recent memory that I've enjoyed the least in general. Um, I thought that I just I just think that the the shadow of Jen Shaw basically lying to us for three seasons and then us knowing going in that she had lied to us and everybody else mm -hmm. it just like cast a shadow over over everything and I just like I don't know it, it just gave me just like sort of a pit in my stomach and like just knowing that she had, I don't know it just it was it was so inauthentic and so and to, and to watch all this go down and like her you know proclaim her innocence for. 16 episodes and us having to that in and of itself kind of just set them back I think right and then they sort of and obviously like there was a lot of complications with this with from production in terms of like we lost Jenny and Mary and then they had to sort of scramble to get more people and they went on this sort of like sad cast trip at the beginning of the show to yeah yeah whatever and then and then you know they they threw three new people in there but they weren't introduced they weren't introduced well so like that was and I understand why they were thrown in because they had just they had to they were on a on a tight schedule but that they weren't introduced well so that was also rocky and then you know I thought I thought they were finding their footing when they went to San Diego like the first two to three San Diego episodes to me were the best of the season by far Angie K woke up Dana had a couple of good moments you know I, I I actually really enjoyed those those episodes and then the black eye completely took all that momentum away and I think that was the most ridiculous thing I hated the whole storyline I I hated how they were all acting about it like it was just and then she obviously admitted that she had lied yeah, about the whole <laughs> yeah yeah it was just it, and it's still and it's still so convoluted to me like even after the reunion I'm like I still don't totally understand like I don't understand it and I don't mm -hmm. even care to understand it at this point so um I just I'm excited for a refresh I'm excited for them to like 
not have Jen Shaw in the picture. I, I'm mm-hmm. so down to have Meredith, Lisa, Heather, and Whitney all come back. I What I'm over is the Whitney, Heather standoff and the Meredith, Lisa standoff. Like it's, we're kind of at a standstill. So like, they're going to need to, they're going to need to break through that and at least be like surface level friends with one another because like I'm kind of over the, both those narratives as well because they've been you know beat to a pulp so um, and it's not translating well for me like no. I don't I don't even really remember why they were fighting to begin with and now it's just become this you know and Heather doesn't even remember she's like no none of them watching do. the clip packages back yeah, and it's like totally so, yeah yeah um, I, it's I, I I want them to move forward like I just I don't right. I don't want I don't want the first episode to be about why Meredith defended Jen all last season. Like, I don't want Jen to, I don't want Jen's name to be like even said, you know, like, I just want them to like act like it's a fresh start, you know? Right. And, and that's just what I want for it. And I think there's hope there. And I, I'm curious to see who they can find in Salt Lake City that's worth casting. Cause I feel like it's, it's probably a harder place to cast in terms of just like the amount of women that fit this sort of the, the archetype of the show. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm I'm hopeful, but um, I think they should bring back like one of the friends up. I don't think they need to bring back all three of them. I'm no. glad Mary's coming back because she provides much needed comedic relief on this show. Um, yeah, I don't I th- get the I hate th- behind that either. I think she's neither. great for I think, the show. I think, I think, and I think, and I think, in a friend of role, she will provide that commentary, and that's what we'll get from her. We don't right. need anything else. We don't really need to go down the dark church like road. I don't really need that. Like I just. Right. I bring back Mary for her funny asides and her like willingness to call shit out and then bring us another good full-time housewife, you know, like I'm, I'm, right. I'm down for that. Right. And even though I, I had, you know, moments in, in this season with all the ladies where I was like, Oh my God, I can't stand her in this moment. I still want all of them back. I, <laughs> yeah, still think I think they're all, they're all right. worth. Yeah. They're all stars. I think, I think they, they have their moments. Um, But again, I just want them to like see past some of this, like, I don't know, like Heather and Whitney, like it seems like they just like will never be friends again. Mer- Meredith and Lisa, like Meredith just like won't budge on it. And I just need them to budge a little bit right. to, to move things forward. Yeah. I mean, I think we need that because that's also what makes a good housewife too, is like totally moving on. Yeah. A hundred percent. I know we're running low on time, but um, I wanted to ask you just, I mean, I know we're in the realm of girls trip and all the drama mm-hmm. that's been on social media, but I actually want to know an interesting question. Um, who would you cast in a girl's trip? Like what would your theme be and who would you have on your girl's trip? Um, I'm eager to see a couple more current housewives on. I, I'm excited for season four. It sounds like it was wild and, you know, it sounds like a lot happened and I'm excited for some of those women to come back. But I also thought it was like a little bit too much uh, double casting from season two. Um mm-hmm. I'd love to see, like, I feel like there's, like, I'd love to see Karen. I'd love to see Margaret Dolores. I'd love to see, um, like, Sutton or um, even Erica. I think Erica, like, has interesting relationships with people across franchises. Um, I think that they, I think that the other women on other franchises, some of them sort of, like, idolize the Beverly Hills women to some in some capacity and i think that that, i think that sort of like creates a funny dynamic um i know there's a lot of current women who i'd love to see that we have not seen in in this in this thing and um and just here to me the best part of ultimate girls trip is the breaking of the fourth wall like just completely that they don't really really do all the time on housewives so i'd love to hear the current women talk about that and relate to that like that's i season one i think 
season two blew it out of the water. So I think season one gets sort of forgotten. But like I totally enjoyed season one of, of Ultimate Girl Strip. So I'd love to see more mm-hmm. current people th- than former people. I think that'd be fun. Kind of like an unlikely duos. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be cute. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I just want to thank you for coming on the pod. Yeah, of um, course, this is so fun. Yeah, like I said, I I totally admire your work on Instagram and Twitter, and um, hopefully we can stay in touch. And I'd love to have yes. you on again. Of course, I'd love to come back. Thank you for having me. I could. I, I'm sure you're the same. We could, I could go for four hours talking about the stars. So. Literally, if Zoom wouldn't kick <laughs> us off, I would stay on for hours talking with you know about housewives <laughs> and all that. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But I mean, listen, we have a lot to look forward to in this next month and a half, two months. I mean, Jersey, Summer House, Pump Rules, season three of Girls Trip. Like, it's a lot. So we're I'm, gonna be well fed. By Bravo. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good year to be a Bravo fan. I really. It, I. It feels like. I mean, the amount of things that have happened in the first month. So I think we're we're in good shape. <laughs> For sure, I I yeah. agree. Well, um, I will see you at BravoCon. Hopefully, if my bank yes. account allows it again, I will go. Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock, Knock on, on wood. They don't raise those prices. <laughs> I know for sure. Well, thanks again, Gibson. It was so nice. Of course. You. Thanks, for thanks for having for me. On. I really appreciate it. Yep. Of Have course. a good one. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when I drop a new episode. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.